Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to J&J Sticks and Sellies with your hosts, Jacob and Jordan. Today, we hop on to our very own recap of this year's NHL trade deadline, where we will talk over the biggest key trades that took place at the deadline. We also have our brand new J&J Hot Takes, who's won this year's trade deadline because there have been some crazy trades that have been made, and some of them we saw were like, nah... We'll just say that they were a little bit, you know, off to us. Jordan, I'll allow you to do the honors of starting your first ever hot take in J&J history. Go on ahead. Cold freaking Giroux! Man, did Florida ever win this deal or what? Not only did Florida win the sweepstakes of getting the veteran playmaker, they also got themselves some depth prospects. Florida now has the best line in all of hockey, arguably, if they put Hubie Doobie Huberto Barkov and Drew all in the same line, along with Ekblad when returning from his long-term injury. For rebuilding teams of the 19, 31, and 11 Flyers, I personally thought they could have done a better job if it wasn't for Drew's choice of where he wanted to end up. On to Jacob for your take. I totally agree with you on the Panthers having one of the best lines in the NHL besides the Nate Gabe Miko line for the Avs. Hubie, Giroux, Barkov playing together on the first line would be so awesome together. They may perhaps be producing a scoring machine. At least two of those guys can put up at least one to two points every game. I'm really excited to see them come playoff time. Hopefully they can get their revenge versus Tampa if they meet up. My second take here stays in the Sunshine State and the same team. The Habs dealt away top four veteran D-man in Ben Schrott for 2023 first rounder. This year's fourth rounder and forward Tyler Smilinek. This is another huge key for Florida, especially with Ekblad out with an injury. Chirac can provide some leadership that he had from last year's Stanley Cup final run with Lee Habitat and can play the top minutes that Ekblad has provided to give even more help to the Cats' defensive help. Ben Chirot will easily be a nice replacement at the first defensive pair with Mackenzie Wieger during the Ekblad injury time frame until when Ekblad returns, the Panthers will likely play Chirot at the second pairing with Gudas so they can have another reliable pair that can also defend. As long as the Panthers are fully healthy all around defensively come playoff time, I believe they will get a great chance to compete with the Tampa Bay Lightning and win the Stanley Cup. Now for my third take of this trade deadline special. We're going to talk about Mark andre Fleury to the Minnesota Wild. Jacob, you love your goalies, especially yourself. Go ahead and let it all out. Fans, you know what the line is for goalies. If you're a goaltender, get the goal! Fleury arrived in St. Paul by plane and geared up so fast shortly after being dealt by the Blackhawks to the Wild, exchanging for a conditional second rounder that will turn into a first rounder if they can advance to the conference finals or if Flower wins at least four games in the first two rounds. How could the reigning goaltending MVP get dealt twice in a single season? I think that's record almost. With Flower in the mix for the number one goalie, Minnesota now has a top five, perhaps a top three goaltending tandem. Jordan, why? Why? I'm a goalie, dude. Let me do the talking. One tip for you fans. Never talk about goalies, especially when the legendary number 34, Jacob Bosmore, is right beside you. 
I think the Minnesota Wild could start off with Flurry and Nets when the playoffs arrive. So if there's anything that happens to him, whether he somehow struggles or gets injured, Cam Talbot will be there right in that sweet spot to continue carrying the Minnesota team deeper into the postseason. I really do like seeing Flurry and Brown pads to make himself look like a vintage in a way, but nothing beats Demko's vintage set and Talbot's winter classic set. Good point there for the goalies from the Reed St. Paul, Jacob. Let's get on to the Rockies before I get tempted to talk about goalies in front of Jacob. Please don't use the word goalie in vain in front of me. Alright, on to the trade that happened between the Rockies and La Bella Province. The Habs' new GM, Ken Hughes, won this deal big time by giving away an expiring contract of last year's conference final OT win, Arturi Lekkinen in exchange for defense and prospect, Justin Barron, and the 2024 second rounder. Hughes got a really good return in Barron because the Habs needed another D-man who can be capable of playing offense with the puck. I like this deal in Barron because he can play quarterback on the power play the way Tom Brady and Peyton Manning did with New England, Denver, and Indy. The Habs have not had any good quarterbacks since they had Andre Markov back in the 2016-17 season. This guy certainly has a chance to reach his potential of becoming a new Sergachev that the Habs never got to see before Sergachev left and won two cups with the Bay. Folks, that will be it for our first ever edition of J&J Hot Takes. Let's get our armchair GM hats on and dive who is on the hot seat of losing their jobs and who has a bright future. Since let me have our first J&J Hot Take, go ahead and kick some ass, Jacob. Well, well, well. My first thought for the GM's is the new Canucks GM, Patrick Galvin. This man has worked with President and Hall of Fame executive Jimmy Rutherford back in the Pittsburgh days where they won back-to-back Stanley Cups in 16 and 17. I most certainly think this managing duo will begin to put up fire deals to take care of this Canucks team and make sure they become Stanley Cup champs in the near future because even as a diehard Canucks fan, I'd really like to see them in my real eyes take the cup back where it belongs and where it all started! Well, Jacob, I don't think you'll have to wait too much longer to watch your Vancouver Canucks lift the greatest trophy in all sports, the Stanley Cup. Jim and Patrick, please, please sign JT Miller in the offseason. We gave up an eventual 18th overall pick, which ended up being Dawson Mercer to New Jersey Devils, since they made the playoffs in 2020. With Bull Horvat's injury history, age, and contract expiring after this season, it's important that the Canucks re-sign JT Miller to a long-term contract. They need to have locker room presence, somebody who can provide a great example of a power forward on the ice and helps gives his team a chance to win meaningful games. Jordan, tell me your thoughts on this situation with Brock Besser. What's going on with the former 29-goal scorer? Since the Canucks did not trade Besser at the deadline, this could mean they're saving him as a trade bait coming into the 2022 NHL entry draft. Depending on where they finish, I think the Canucks could trade him and their first rounder to move up some spots to draft higher. $7.25 million offer is too much for a man who's got a long injury history and has not been this productive since his rookie year. With that $7.25 million They should use that to sign any consistent 30-goal scorer who is testing free agency for this offseason. Since the Flames have stolen so much gold from the Canucks, oh my gosh, why can't we grind up some of their gears by signing pending UFA Johnny Goudreau? Yes, I love that. It'll be about time they can get some revenge 
Now to your favorite team, the Beantown Boston Bruins. GM Don Sweeney is on an expiring deal after this season. What do you think will happen in the Bruins' management? It's about time we talk about Boston. Cream Donuts! Uh, don't worry, Jacob. I won't bring flashbacks to 2011. No, no, no! Stop it! Stop it! Don't get started! Luongo is always the best goalie! Don Swinney is known for his big-time trades as we saw this past deadline with the acquisition of Hampus Lindholm from the Ducks of Anaheim, then signing him to a friendly eight-year deal. I can see him staying in Boston and extending Pasternak this year because he's UFA after next season. Don Sweeney changed the culture a lot in Boston when he wasn't afraid of firing Claude Julien and replacing him with Risk and Bruce Cassidy. And look how that turned out. A Jack Adams and a trip to the 2019 Cup Final. Cam Neely. Play for the Canucks too, don't forget. Jacob, not when I'm talking about Boston. Just to punch your shoulder with my team. As I was saying... Cam Neely likes to take risky moves, and Don Sweeney is certainly the right man for this job. Don Sweeney has done a fine job at the GM position, signing better players and making the great deals at the right price. Charlie McAvoy signing, for example, has made him a potential Norris candidate, if not for his injury occurrence this season. DeBrusque, on the other hand, requested a trade months ago prior to signing a two-year extension worth $8 million total salary. Don Sweeney had the choice of getting rid of him to my Canucks, perhaps, to boost up their cup chances a little bit. He risked possible locker room drama by waiting all this time to only re-sign the former 2015 first-rounder and be back on good terms again. Of course you have to mention your Canucks. I admit, that made me laugh. Alrighty, on to our last part of the trade deadline special where you're going to have our opinion on who has the best chance to take home the cup after the crazy deals were made. The three major teams we think will drink from Lord Stanley's Precious Bowl that is supposed to be Vancouver's every year will either be going to... Uh, not for me, dude. Not every year is Vancouver's year. You gotta put in Boston in there somewhere since we beat... No! No, 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 no! It didn't happen! It didn't happen! Nothing ever happened! The rest of the playoffs got cancelled in 2011! But anyway, the Avs... Bolts and the Panthers all have the top three best chances of winning it all. What all these teams have in common are the best depth at each position, forward, defense, and... Don't! Don't! I get to say each team has the best goaltending depth. Back to you, Jordan. Thanks for finishing off, Jacob, and interrupting me once again. The Panthers will get Ekblad back come playoff time, though. The postseason is a whole different game where you need experience to get to the top of the mountain. The Panthers head coach, Andrew Burnett, has not had any NHL playoff experience in his career, but I'm so very sure he may be comfortable enough to lead his team to a good playoff run. The players have had experience in the last two years, especially Spencer Knight and Sergei Bobrovsky. Speaking of Bobby here, he's been back in elite form for the first time since he arrived in Florida and signed for $10 million a year for the next four years he has left in the tank. What a locker room presence and a great voice in Jamo Joe. He's helped transform Sam Bennett into a near 30 goal scorer with a plus minus 25 while playing on the same line together. Former Bolt Carter Verhey turned into more confident 20 goal scorer because of the great job Joe Thornton has done for mentoring the youth. Jumbo Joe's leadership in the locker room will most certainly help carry the Panthers deep into the postseason and hopefully win the Stanley Cup for him before he retires. 
All this reminds me of last year's have Cinderella run with the likes of Corey Perry playing at the fourth line, helping out Eric Stahl and Joel Armia. Perry also helped with development of Romanov, Caulfield, and Suzuki to carry on his leadership for years to come. So the presence for Joe for the youngsters can last a lifetime, especially when you're trying to look for more confidence and better chances to shine in the future. Those are the kind of guys you're looking to ask. The Panthers also have a 100-point score, Jonathan Huberdeau, who can provide a heavy offense with his great playmaking ability, great hands, and his blistering shot. Himself and Barkov are also stars on the penalty kill, which can turn into offense even while being shorthanded. Well, let's move on to the great Rockies in Denver, Colorado. The biggest question for that team is, is this the year that the Colorado Avalanche will finally get past the second round for the first time since 2002? The team has lost in the second round for three consecutive seasons, especially last season where they compiled 82 points in 56 games, winning the President's Trophy, winning their first six straight games in the playoffs until they lost the next four games, becoming eliminated by the Vegas Golden Knights. For the past two years, I've had my money going to the Avs winning the Cup, but it was unfortunate that they choked for both playoff seasons. So remember, fans, just because a team finishes top of the standings doesn't guarantee a Stanley Cup win. That's very true, Jacob. I agree with your point. Speaking of the Avs here, they are another team that boasts an offensive juggernaut in McDaddy, Miko Lemus, and Captain Gabe coming back from a knee injury, all leaving way for the team at first line. They contain one of the best defensive depths, combining young stars Bowen Byram and Kiel McCarr at the first pairing, which is unbelievably rare to see two young, future top prospects playing together and doing their things so well. Devin Tays, who is not related to the three-time champ Jonathan, pairing with Josh Manson at second unit, and then the two Johnsons providing great chemistry and mentorship to two youngsters at the third pairing. I don't believe in my eyes how quickly Makar and Byram have been becoming developed as one of the top defensive duos in the NHL when they already have many great years to come in their young careers. This is reminding a little like younger versions of Nicholas Sidstrom and Chris Chelios duo when they won two cups with Detroit together in 2002 and 2008. With all of this being said, there are also several other big keys that come towards this favorite Avalanche team going into the 2022 playoffs. The biggest keys from my take are keeping their offensive juggernaut first line healthy. There's also another big question regarding how ready Bone Byron will be, especially playing top minutes with Makar for somebody's missed a chunk of this season. Top minutes in the regular season versus the playoffs are a whole different scenario in so many areas. Head coach Jared Bednar will need to make intelligent decisions for reshuffling the defensive pairings come playoff time if his team wants to go all the way. Also, the goaltending in Kemper and Francouz will need to find a way to have more consistency and a different mindset during the playoff games they start. If the goaltending game can take a whole step or two forward at this critical time of the season, the Avalanche should have much less difficulty making a deep playoff run for this year. Okay, okay, I'm getting a little sleepy with your goalie talk. Let's tackle on one more contender that we think will have one of the best chances of winning the cup. The 17.4 million over the cap lightning. Kick it off with the goal. Stop it! I'm supposed to do the talking! Fine. Kick it away with the love of your keepers. 
as they say in soccer. If you're the goaltender, tap the goal! John Cooper and his Tampa Bay Bolts staff have themselves a monumental goalie in Andre Vasilevsky. He's proven his worth for his last few seasons winning a Vesna as part of his four consecutive nominations as well as winning the Conn Smythe as playoff MVP last year in 2021 and winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. Just by telling out his heavy-loaded success, it all speaks for himself and his talent. They also boast up a veteran backup goalie in Brian Elliott, who's got a little bit of achievements under his belt, who is fully capable of replacing Vasilevsky for a temporary time if he ever gets injured or needs some rest. Since Jordan is waiting for his talk, let's go on to the defensive side of the bolts. We all know how lethal Victor Hedman can be at any time with the puck. John Cooper has done a great job at balancing lines with Sergachev on second pairing, and with Ryan McDonough coming back from upper body injury, meanwhile, on third pairing, they have a good physical experienced D-man in Zach Bogosian, who can be a major influence on the youngsters on the team. Their top guns of Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, and Braden Point up front have been proving to be one of the top offensive cores across the entire league. Just imagine facing off against those superstars at any round in the playoffs. They're all certainly every D-man's nightmare with their magical ways of playing with the puck and bribing their refs and Bettman on home ice. How difficult do you think it will be to stop the mall, Jordan, as a defenseman yourself? First off, for starters, you need to offer Bettman more money than Tampa currently does. And then, to be honest, hockey talk, you need the opponents to play man-to-man in neutral zone and forwards need to backcheck hard every time the puck hits the opponent's stick. Also, be very cautious and patient about pinching. When in defensive zone, they need to play house even with 5v5. Try not to get as many on-man rushes, and you should be fine. Easier said than done, though. Giving our take on the Bolts, this will be all for the Trade Deadline Recap Special and our first edition of J&J's Hot Takes. First off, before closing, we'd like to congratulate Team Montreal of the Professional Women's Hockey Player Association on winning their championship April 3rd. Way to get it done, girls. Even better to do it on home ice. We hope all you listeners enjoyed our first ever trade deadline recap special. We would like to thank everyone for the patience as we would like to apologize for lack of posting since our last episode. Thank you. I'm looking forward to having you guys listen again soon. Don't forget to follow us on social media platforms, our Twitter at 6 and Sellies and on IG at JNJ6 and Sellies. Thank you for your time and have a good one. If you're the goaltender, 10 the goal!